what were you noticing in the scene at the time that made you think to take on the S550? I look over and I think Terrell hollering at me like, yeah, you know, good job. No, because I never got the car teched. I didn't know. Y'all take it like I hate Sims. I don't. I love Sims. <laughs> but what's some of the most common misconceptions with the stunt riding world? That you have to be a gymnast. I can't remember if the radiator hose or radiator itself blew up on him one night while we were riding. You're usually 230 to 260 degrees. Oh. Coolant temp, dude. It blew up, landed on his shoe. When he pulled his shoe off, the whole top of his foot was just blisters. Stunt riders get a bad rap lumped into like that takeover crowd because to be fair we're a rowdier crowd Ooh, that's 550 it's like the porsche to me i don't like the way porsches look but they're a very impressive car that's <laughs> the way it goes if you don't like something you can't break it i was running like four or five hundred tread wear ling long on the front what dollar for dollar pound for pound the coyote wins they said that i couldn't do it so i went did it w zona you know i've been Welcome back to the number one drift podcast on YouTube. I am Dawson, and we have today Matthew. What's the last name? Glasscock. <laughs> just like it sounds. Yes, just like it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that to you, but it's <laughs> uh, good. Uh, I'm sure you all read it on the thumbnail already, anyways. But before we get into this, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. So look below the video if that button is still red. Go ahead and click it and hit that bell notification so you are updated with every episode. Uh, but also, if you do want to be on the podcast, don't forget you can shoot me an email at thecircleadrift at gmail.com. Just make sure to put the subject as Drift Resume so I can keep it organized. But that is all I got for the intro. So if you want to give yourself a little rundown on who you are, where you came from, stuff like that. And by the way, before we get into this, if we get off track, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's been multiple <laughs> conversations we've had before where we've gone way off the rails. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely think uh, none of us is holding steering wheel in conversations. Yeah, no, no, no <laughs> not really. Not in this one. No. Uh, Matthew Glasscock. Um, I'm retired stunt rider. That's what I'm going to call that. Amateur drifter. That and sounds so professional. Yeah, I know, retired right? Uh, owner and CEO of Scotty D Race Development uh, and Cox Stunt Parts, uh, CSP Machine. Um, yeah, I just like to do fun stuff. Big brain. Big brain. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's give it first off. Let's get the rundown on the current cars that you drove this season. Uh, so I drove a 94, uh, Mustang GT SN95 and my 2015 S550 Mustang as well. Um, the S550 is essentially, it's my daily driver. I drive it every day. Um, it's the car we actually developed. Loud ass fucking daily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's actually the car that we developed all the parts on for the S550 chassis. Mm -hmm. um, pretty neat. Um, pretty much stock. You know, coilovers, handbrake, angle kit. Boom. Yeah, it's a basic ass car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's, it's, it's basic. Like, and it's funny because like. I've ridden in Ben Hobson's and stuff too, and they're they're like almost identical cars, yeah, pretty much relatively. And it's dude, it's so fucking funny how obnoxious this car is wrapped. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it's a pro car. Like Swan said, it's it's wrapped like a pro car, but it's just totally a street car. Dude, I I love it. Uh, they're they're just a good car, you know, and they're reliable, dude. You can just sit on grid and just drive all day till you run out of tires. In the fucking AC. Yeah, in the AC, radio plan, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Um, and then <clears throat> we got the, the SN95. It's a um, 410 uh, SBF 
four speed. Uh, of course, it's got all of our Scotty D angle kit, handbrake, um, all of that on it. It's cage. It's a race car, even though yeah. Scott says it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a raggedy race car. <laughs> Throw him under the bus here. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's um, it's a fun car. Fun car to drive for me. I like it. Oh yeah. How how long have you had that car actually? Oh God, do you want to go there? Um, <laughs> so I bought that car in 2007. Yeah, 2007. Okay. That's when I bought that car. Quite a while. Do you want to know the backstory on the car? Of though? course. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if my parents bought it brand new. Or oh, this is a hand-me-down? No, 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 no. Sort of? There's, no. there's, a, there's a whole oh, thing to this car. Um, <laughs> we might be here a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um, so I don't remember what year it was. The car was like brand new if it wasn't brand new. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but my parents drug this car home, black, uh, black leather 505 speed car. And... I was like, ooh, you know, I'm a kid. I'm a child at this point. It's hard to imagine that car with a full interior. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll give you a picture of it, <laughs> oh, actually. God. I'll give you a picture <laughs> of it. Yeah, yeah. It'll be good. Um, dude, things set up like a monster truck, you know. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> I love that car, dude. I was a kid. You know, I'd, I would encourage my mother to drive it um, obnoxiously anywhere we nice. went. Because, nice. you know, I wanted to hear it and maybe spin some tires and whatnot. So, grew up in a Mustang. Um <clears throat> long story short um my parents ended up getting pregnant with my sister and she was like oh we need a, a family car right <laughs> sold it whatever it had back seats i don't know why she did that Blame. yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> um but then fast forward uh later in life and believe this or not i was a uh i was a honda guy oh at, at one point yeah wow yeah yeah uh fuck you end up with fords oh this is a whole other story. Usually, oh. you go to like Nissans or something from Honda. What the hell? Uh, okay, I feel like no. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack here on Fords. <laughs> oh, I gotta I gotta. Uh, okay, so I'm like, I'm gonna call it like third generation, like born and bred Ford person. Okay, but I wasn't always that way. Okay, um, dad, grandfather, great grandfather, all them Ford guys. They always. You know, lived and breathed Ford. Everything Ford, 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 Ford. Okay. My first vehicle that my dad thought was a, a good idea uh, was a 1971 Ford Bronco. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Three. I had a buddy from high school that flipped one with like eight people inside of oh, it. Terrible. No seat belts, nothing. Terrible vehicles. Yeah. Like, who puts their 16 year old son in a? Nobody was hurt, by the way. <laughs> in a uh, in a 1971. Uh, Bronco that has drum brakes all the way around, three speed on the tree, which was absolutely a nightmare <laughs> to learn to drive in. And uh drop it in the comments if you've driven one or know how. Yeah. Oh, such a pain. And if you do, you know the struggle of reverse and keeping yeah. it in. I've never gotten a chance to drive one. So I'm curious. Dude, terrible. Terrible. Um, but <laughs> so anyway, uh I, I cut my teeth, so to speak, in that thing. Learned a lot about cars and engines and whatnot and uh, keeping them running. After that, I was like, you know, I, I'm tired of Fords. I want to do something else. And of course, my dad, he's like, if you bring home a Chevrolet, you're uh, <laughs> you're disowned. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, fine. Then I'll bring home a Honda. Mm. Friend of mine, uh, she had a Acura Integra, the four-eyed nice. car. 
had the B-18 in it, uh, five-speed car, dude, fell in love with it. Oh, yeah. Of course, this was right around the time that uh, mm, Tokyo Drift just, like, came out. <laughs> okay, if that dates me. Uh, but, uh, so, dude, I, I thought I was you trying everywhere. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, you tell me about it. Loved that car, ended up wrecking it because, you know, I did what it... E-brake everywhere. It, yeah, ended <laughs> up in a ditch, just destroyed that car. Uh, ended up with a Honda Accord after that, bagged with Lambo doors, suede interior. Lambo like, doors for the win. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, real uh, hot boy looking car and whatnot. But <laughs> long story short, um, <clears throat> a friend of mine had blew the clutch out of a Mustang. Uh that belonged to this other guy. He hit me up. He was like, Matt, yo, I need you to put a clutch in this car. Uh, mm. You know, I messed it up, whatever. He's like, can you do this? I'm like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I can do it. So he brings over a 2004 black, black leather, four, six, five speed car. I was like, yo, put the clutch in this thing. When you're done, call the guy that owns it. Huh. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. So keep in mind, I'm I'm Honda through and through right now, <laughs> right? You know, and um, <clears throat> uh, that weekend I put the clutch in the car, ended up calling the boy, and he was out at the bars all weekend. He's like, dude, like, just keep it. Drive it for the weekend, the bro. fuck? Yeah. Say less, sir. I, I was like, yeah, say less. So, dude, I get out there and that thing. I'll be waiting on you to text me. <laughs> dude, I'm driving this thing around. I'm going. I'm picking up girls. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm like... I love this thing. Yeah. So uh, immediately following that, the next week, I started looking for a black, black leather mm-hmm. V8 five-speed car. And I mentioned it to my parents. And they were like, oh, well, you remember the one we used to have? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I wonder if I can find that. Oh, no way. Long story short, uh, ended up tracking it down. It was still in my hometown. Sick. So uh, ended up buying that. And dude, I love that car. Dude, I took so... I t- what shape what, was it in compared to when it immaculate. was sold? It's still oh, immaculate. It was yeah, nice. The, the only thing they had done, thank God, thank you to the to the guy I got it off of. Um, he lowered it, put um, Cobra R's on it, so the stock 16s yeah. and whatnot, uh, changed the taillights, put a set of flows on it, and egg spike. Like, Sick. Yeah. So, you know, Basic. looked a little better, sounded a little better, right? But, dude, I love that car. I uh, got into doing some, like, <clears throat> street racing and we're gonna say mexico um and uh right around that same time uh, i ended up moving out uh, yeah. of my parents house and whatnot and i literally lived each week just to have enough money for rent a full tank of 93 and be able to fill my nitrous bottle so i could go out that weekend that's <laughs> everyone else Everyone behind the camera right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, I, I lived, I lived all that. And at the time, keep in mind, nitrous was like $3 a pound. Yeah. So, you know, like, that's 30 bucks. Not like today's prices of like $8 a pound. So, <laughs> but, dude, loved it. Absolutely loved that car. Um, owned that car for, I guess, almost like 15 years. Damn. I guess, 14, 15 years. I'm not going to try to do the math here, but I think. Is that, like, including the time before? No, uh, that was so like when I bought it in 07. you bought it back. Yeah, whenever I bought Damn. it back. It was 07, and it's 23 now, so I guess that'd be 14 or 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Well, it's, okay, so is it going into retirement this year? We will t- we'll talk about why later. So, but. yes, it went into retirement, and I actually sold it. Believe oh, it or you not. sold it? I sold it. to. A, to I just a, saw it the other day. I know. 
Yeah. He he come and picked it up, I think it was last weekend. Damn. Yeah, a good friend of mine though. That's crazy. A good friend of mine. So uh can't wait. Uh, another stunt rider getting well, into is he, is he gonna do anything to it or just kinda leave it as it is for now? Um or he's, I guess just he needs he's to gonna sort out the oil issue. But so no, uh I kept the engine trans out of it. And oh, I, I okay. sold him a uh just like a, a three oh two and a five speed gotcha. for gotcha. it. Um that he's gonna rebuild put in it and whatnot nice. it, it'll still be a fun car you should still get 300 horsepower out yeah. of the car get a little seat time yeah it'd, it'd be great for him you know especially learning and of course i gave him enough spare parts that he can crash it yeah yeah where he has to worry but uh so yeah it is retired it is no longer in my possession and it kind of feels weird saying that damn loud. that's a long time just to let it go <laughs> fuck yes yes i have i'm attached to my vehicles it's hard for me to sell them Dude, I, I get that way. Um, I do. I get that way. But yeah. I, I was like, man, there's no no point of me keeping it whenever what's coming up yeah. is being built. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'm going to miss it, but I'll still get to see it. And it'll still get to That's live good. and do, yeah. it, you know, do its thing. Dude, I've contemplated selling my RX-7 so many times, which I'll say right now. If anyone wants to, like, trade or anything, a running car, that'd be sick. That way I can have, like, a... Daily with better gas mileage, I mean, but <laughs> who doesn't love Doritos? I mean, yeah, I love the car, but it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can shoot me a trade, we'll see. I doubt it, but yeah, you know, yeah, I looked at it. It's uh, the interior is is nice. It's the blue that. interior though, so kind of sucks, bro. But... It screams 80s. I mean, yeah, I just wish it was the black interior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blue is pretty sick. Though. I am just glad it's a hard top. It's not a convertible or anything. <laughs> It's, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I get it. But, uh, okay, so the S550, though, mm-hmm. uh, how did you acquire that? Because you got that for a pretty good deal, right? Okay, so, <clears throat> if the, uh, basically, I jumped on Facebook Marketplace. I was searching for a cage for my 94 whenever I was ah. building it to be a drift car. Okay? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to look up a cage for this car. Uh-huh. See if somebody had one before I ordered one. Ended up scrolling and boom, there it was. I was like, is this car green? I'm like, is this car green right now? <laughs> it does have like a green metallic. Yeah, guard green it. metallic. Yeah. It, it, I know it looks like charcoal gray sometimes or black, but it's, it is green. Um, I was like, dude. It's like my truck, dude. My truck has green and like bluish flake in it. And yeah. it looks green when it's in like this weird type of light. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I seen that and I'm like, dude, this color is sick. Yeah. Like, I gotta have it. And then I looked at the price, and keep in mind, this was pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Pre-COVID, I gave seventeen thousand dollars for that car. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Like when I seen Holy it, I seen the price. Shit. I was like, I love the color. I gotta buy it simply because I like the color. Yeah. <laughs> so, so okay. So how much would you find one of those on like Copart or something like that? Then? Like now? Yeah. Uh, you're gonna give ten grand or more for a wrecked one. Damn. Yeah. Which that's still relatively cheap, but like. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta think the coyote. Depending on the reg. You pull out the coyote, and the engine itself is like easy six grand. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's fair. Um, but ended up snagging it simply because of the color. I had, had zero intentions of buying a car that day. So it wasn't even <laughs> to make parts. Like you didn't even care no. about that part. No. No. Not well, at all. Like, Ah, fuck it. I just want it. And then after you buy it, you're like, oh, wait, hold on. We can do, we can make business off of this. 
well, I, if I'm not mistaken, that was pre, that was pre me purchasing. Oh, the company. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah. tight. Yeah. 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 So, oh, that works out perfect. Dude. Yeah. The uh, so I don't. You know, I'm I'm gonna skip to a part of <laughs> <laughs> like uh, how Scotty D came to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Because yeah, it yeah. kind of fits into this. So. Um, Remember, I had uh, my 94 car, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, it had been sitting there. <clears throat> and I lost interest, right? I was okay. like, dude, I'm so bored of this car. I'm like, I, I just want to sell it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know you know how you get. Yeah, of course. Right? I was like, I want to turn it into a drift car. Yeah. I was like, hell with it. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care about the car. So I'm, that's what I'm going to do. What's it matter? Right. So here I am. I, <laughs> I pull the car in, <clears throat> jerk all the black leather interior out of this thing. Every stitch of interior I could. And I'm like, okay, now I need to build a drift car. I'm like, well, how am I going to pay for it? You know, <laughs> now that I've, Shit. <laughs> you know, that I've already got uh, down that rabbit hole, right? Um, I was like, well, um, at the time I was, or still am, but um, still at that time was making uh, motorcycle parts, mm-hmm. right? Through my other company. And I was like, man, is there something for Mustangs that I can build that no one makes? that I could take that revenue and build a car off of. Yeah. Got to looking. No one made bash bars for the Mustangs. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Right? Any other chassis? Uh, What year was this? Hold on. This was... um, Two, three, three, four years ago? Three, four years ago? Three years? Okay, so relatively recent. Yeah, relatively recent. Yeah. No one made them for... I know that no one made them for the Fox SN... Or S197 at the time. They may have made them for the S550. I'm not sure. Okay. But no one made them for those. I'm like. That's crazy. I'm like, dude, this is in my wheelhouse. Like, I bend tube and weld it every day. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, <clears throat> I actually built my first drift car off of the profits from Bash Bars. That's how I afforded to build the car. And um, during that time, I got to looking at the parts available in the market, right? Like yeah. angle kits. And, dude, I look up, and I, I'm going to go ahead and I, I'm going to say it here. I, I, <laughs> dude, I'm, like, cutting welded knuckles. I'm, like, really, guys? I'm, like, I can do that here. Yeah. Like, I'm not paying this kind of money for cutting welded, like, homemade-looking stuff. Yeah. Well, as I'm scrolling, I find Scotty D uh, ankle kit, quick ankle kit mm-hmm. for the SN chassis, Fox and SN chassis. And I'm, like, hey, whoa, like, this is billet parts. I machine stuff. I like billet. Yeah. I'm like, this is a, a custom arm. I'm like, it bolts on. There's no like cutting and welding all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to buy this. Yeah. So I, I ended up purchasing it uh, along with dual caliper brackets and, and pretty much everything Scott at the time made for the car. And in turn, I got to communicating with Scott. Oh, yeah. Right. We got to going back and forth and whatnot. Sense. Well, um, <clears throat> I remember one night, um, I was sitting at a buddy's house and we were having like a little fire and, you know, yeah, just yeah. chilling, drinking some beers. And, uh, I was looking at one of the parts, looking at the machining on it and everything. I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. This guy like has parts machined. I'm like, I have a machine shop. Why don't I like extend an offer to him yeah. to make parts for him? Right. And do some like, you know, yeah, private label or whatever. <laughs> Hit Scott up and he's like, well, actually, you know, I need this. Yeah. I'm like, send it over. 
dude, next thing you know, it kind of snowballed. Um, and uh, I was machining a lot of the parts for him and everything. And um, uh, at, at the time, I guess, uh, like life happened or whatever. Mm-hmm. Scott was like super busy working a full-time job and all this other stuff. And he was like, yo, he, he approached me with, um, he's like, I'm super busy. I can't handle this. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay. He goes, would you be interested in purchasing Scotty D race development? He's like, I trust you to keep it alive. I, I trust you to keep the quality. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, dude, name the price. All right. You know, I was like, as long as you're willing to stay on board and help me. He's like, Hell absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, that makes sense. Okay. We hum hoed back and forth and whatnot. Um, he sent me over the price. I wired him the money. Huh. That was that was that was basically how that went down. And uh, like, dude, it, it it was a blessing. You know, That's I awesome. think for both of us, um, Scott ended up getting a sweet Aston Martin out of the deal. Afterwards, yeah, you know, um, which by the way, that, that car's fucking cool. It's it's cool. not that fast, but it's cool, dude. It, you know, to only be like three hundred eighty horsepower. Dude, it's surprisingly quick for what it is. Oh yeah, but the handling is just yeah. That's what insane the car's for, dude. Like, so. I, I guess I'm telling Scott now, but I would never tell him this before, I, dude. He's he's had me in that car where I'm like bracing myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. But um, <laughs> so, um, long story short, there, yeah, sending the money, whatever, blah blah blah. Scott's having a great time. I I continue with the business. Everything's going good. And, um, I ended up wanting to, you know, push the envelope, make, develop more parts, right? Yeah. To hit up Scott. And he's like, yo, yeah, I'm, I'm on it. I'm, he's like, let's go. S550. Okay. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you get the S550 and I'm like, yo, we need to develop parts for this. Yeah. And, uh. <clears throat> what, what were you noticing in the scene at the time that made you think to take on the S550? I noticed that the obviously I seen the price that I got my car for, and mm-hmm. then I noticed a few people here and there were starting to pick them up. And mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, I want to drift these." I'm like, "Yo, it's smart. It's, it's the let's right time." I'm yeah. like, "Let's do it." I've got the car, so no cost there mm-hmm. on on the R and D side of it, and the machine shop in house and all that stuff. So everything cost wise was low at that point, and we could do all the testing in the world, yeah. which. I'm literally testing the car every day by driving it. Dude, I miss I mistreat that car so bad. Uh just to see what'll break, right? Um, but so anyway, dude, uh Scott put in work. We um ended up developing the S five fifty angle kit. Um flew Scott out, dude. We we spent some time on the track doing some testing and whatnot. And um things were going really good and business was picking up. Yeah. And long story short was like, how do you feel about moving to Kentucky? Nah. <laughs> you Get know? your ass out of California. That yeah. place sucks. Well, I think uh <clears throat> I think it was the homeless that uh out there that that pushed him to want to be here. Oh yeah. Um haven't you know got tired of dealing with them. Uh <laughs> you know. <laughs> it is what it is. Um so we won't go too deep on California. No, but... no, 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 no. We'll drop that. But so long story short, bam. Yeah. Scott moved. Here we are. Right. And we are dude, we're doing the thing. Yeah. You know. 
That's good. And uh, it's it's nice. You know, it's nice having him in house, so to speak. Yeah. So he can keep his little engineering brain just just working. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 awesome getting to watch somebody like that work. And, dude, and engineers and, blow my mind in general. Dude, nuts, right? They're annoying when it comes to building the car. Oh my god. Manufacturing like making the car. Signing it, fuck you. But <laughs> <laughs> yep. to, to talk to an engineer is really interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the uh the one thing I get tired of is like, <clears throat> now Matt, we're gonna do this right. <laughs> and I'm like <sighs> Quit being okay. a caveman, Matt. It's like, but we could just cut this and drill a couple holes and we're good. And he's like, No. <laughs> That's not acceptable, you know. It won't fly in my brain. Will not do fly. It. <laughs> Absolutely not. But uh so yeah, that's how that's how the S five fifty came to be. That's how you know Sick. Scott came to be here in Kentucky, and uh, yeah, that's that's why you see the company. They were we're pushing hard. Yeah, you know we want to make sure. So that, w- w- which one became the drift car first then? Because they I guess came the, the SN ninety five technically became the drift car first. Okay. Um, and not very long after. Not very long after <laughs> bought the S five fifty, and then not long after that. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. It, That's fair. You know. Hell yeah. Uh so when did you start actually driving after all of that? Like when did like when your first track day cuz this was your first season, right? Your first real season. This this was my first real season. Um but the like the year before mm-hmm. I obviously went to quote unquote track days. Yeah, yeah. Um and um I I got a good story. <laughs> For the for my first track day, um, you know, m- me coming from stunt riding, I was like, dude, you know, a good setup bike is everything, right? You're gonna you're gonna yeah. struggle with progression because you don't have the right tools. So I was like, I'm gonna build a car right off the rip. I didn't know what I was doing. Just throwing that. Out. <laughs> but <laughs> I would argue that's not the case in drifting. Well, I found that out later. Um, but I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna set the car up. That way it's good. I can grow with the car. Like, no big deal. <clears throat> I get it all together. And um, I heard about Clarksville. A couple of my nice. stunt okay. riding buddies and whatnot. Terrell. You know Terrell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. All right. So, cool funny, fun story with Terrell here. Um, he's like, yeah, 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 bro. He's like, come down to Clarksville, dude. Everybody's, you know, just so chill, relaxed, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you're going to have a good time. He's like, regardless of how your day turns out, you're going to have a good time, right? So I'm just like, all right, yeah, dude, I'll show up. So I didn't know it, but Terrell was like there with with Andy and Rhino. They were like, yo, one of my stunt rider buddies is coming. They're coming. (laughs) coming." Keep in mind, this is the first track day. I had no idea how things were supposed to work. Mm. I'm used to stunt riding. We show up at a parking lot, unload the bike, and And go. go. (laughs) So guess what I did? (laughs) Unloaded and went. I unloaded the car and went. Um, Needless to say, I made the first lap. Um, I didn't spin, uh, transitions were horrible, but I guess quote unquote link the track. Yeah. It was awful looking though. Was, Sloppily. Oh, it was sloppy. Track. <laughs> oh, I hit her with the slop. But, uh, and then, uh, we were running the layout where you start at the bottom and then go through the figure yeah, eight and then okay. hit the uphill. Right. So as I'm coming on the uphill and I'm, you know, I'm floorboarded, I can't hear nothing. I look over and I think Terrell is like, like hollering at me like yeah you know good job no <laughs> he was him and, and ron and them were like come here because i never got the car tech i didn't know so i'm just hyped so i'm just like yeah i'm gonna make another lap 
That's <laughs> so, funny. You know how many times I've gone to Clarksville and just went out on track and not gotten my car tech? Dude, it they come up to me afterwards and they're like, you get teched? No. All right, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was... Whenever they finally did take my car, they were like, oh, okay. All right, you're good. You, yeah, you yeah. did everything right. <laughs> but uh, whenever... Fun fact, when I showed up the first time there with... Uh, like Scott's car, the pink and green car now, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> I unloaded it, and uh, I think I can't remember if it was Andy or Ryan. One walked over, and they just looked at the car, and they was like, "Is it built as well or better than your other one?" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh yeah." And they're like, huh, "It's good. Check. Send <laughs> Sounds it. Good. Like we ain't even gonna look at it." <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So what the fuck? I I have a love for Clarksville, yeah. uh, because of all the homies there. You know, yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, the track just gets old to me. It's just so I could drive it with my eyes closed. It feels like now. Yeah, I mean it does, but at the same time, like it's just there's something sweet about it. You yeah. know, get to hit the downhill and whatnot, a little speed, a yeah. little elevation change. It's fun. The figure eight mid pond is like Clarksville, but ten times better. So it's like <sighs> I have a bad. I'll drive the extra hour and a half to go to mid pond i have a bad taste in my mouth because of mid pond was it muddy dude it was the it was the first time that scott flew out to meet me in person yeah and we loaded up the pink and green car and drove to mid pond to do this mustang like this stang bash or whatever that they have down there right we get there scott made a lap and a half and it blew the rear main sill out pushed it out what yeah, it, it pushed the rear main sill out. I don't know why. To this day, it hasn't done it since. But it did it there. As soon as he pulls off track, we get it in the pits. Uh, the alternator also went out on my dually on the way down. Like Oh, my God. Like 30 miles from the place, right? Yeah. So I'm over here changing an alternator. Uh, Scott and Daniel, like, jack the car up, and they start to take it apart. It starts pouring rain. Oh, I mean, fuck. a monsoon rain like I have never seen in my life. Like, <sighs> I think there was rain coming up from the ground at one point. Jesus. So I get done doing what I'm doing, crawl underneath the car, dude. Rain is just running across the parking lot, right? And yeah. um, I'm soaked. But we get the car back together. We fought all day long, get the car back together, set it down on the ground, and they're like, Boys, the track went cold 15 minutes ago. Oh, no. Luckily, though, the owner, I uh, can't remember his name. Ken. Ken, dude, comes over to us. He's like, guys, I've been watching you work on this thing all day. He's like, if y'all want to make laps, he's like, go. He's the guy. Just go. Um, once that happened and we got to make some laps, and then the, the next day we also, when mm. it was dry, we got to make some laps. Yeah. It was fun. I could see how now... Um, <clears throat> now I would really enjoy going there. Yeah, yeah. But because of that weekend for the longest time I <laughs> I had to go and drive the it. track yourself and you'll you'll be like, dude, this track is fucking fun. Well, I drove it on the sim and I really like the reverse. Sim does not compare with well, I mean, we know my argument on the sim. Well, but, yeah. But y'all take it too serious too. Y'all take it like I fucking hate Sims. I don't. I love Sims. <laughs> They're great for drifting. I don't know why that gets misconstrued, but hater. Nah, fuck off. <laughs> no, um, I really enjoy running the reverse layout on Sim though, on the track. I do. See, that's I haven't gotten to run reverse. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's, it's pretty to. sweet. Um, I, I enjoy it. 
a lot more than running the regular layout. Mm. You know. Now, granted, I will say it, the track is smoother in sim than it is in real life. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, dude, dude, the track's so <laughs> the rough. track's rough as shit. Oh my god! Badly. And then there's normally some pothole somewhere. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. So that's my experience with Midpond. Fucking um, right. But I, I, not to say that I won't go back. I, I, I think I do want to go back at some point. Yeah. You know, I think it'd be a good time. Nice. Okay. As long as nothing breaks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so before did you do sim before you drifted ever absolutely not no okay no so how does the sim translate for you then to real life drifting so <clears throat> all in all including this year i've done 16 events mm-hmm. in a car in a drift car in total yeah grand total um the first Eight nine events, whatever that went to, was like Clarksville, right? Yeah. I'm 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 trying to learn and whatnot, and I didn't have anyone there that was real familiar with the Mustang chassis, how it worked, how to set it up, um, nor that was willing to to yell at me and tell yeah. me what I was doing <laughs> wrong. Um, so whenever uh, Scott came into the picture and everything, and, and I'm talking to him, he's like. Bro, you you need to sim. <laughs> I'm like, really? I'm like, you know, I'm I was hesitant. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Um, he's like, get a sim. I was like, okay, all right, cool, dude. So I had a laptop. I don't oh even I don't even know what graphics card or anything. I, <laughs> I do think it had like eight gigs of RAM. Like I think that's the only thing I knew about it. But that's um, horrifying to me. Bought a Logitech uh, 920 wheel, uh, the cheapest wheel I yeah. could find. Um, and, and then of course I played like, uh, what is it? Third person or whatever, where you're outside the car looking down on it. Oh, dude. Horrible. Horrible. Scott was like, no, 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 no. He's like, get a VR. I promise. Get a VR. Get a mm. VR. I'm like, okay. Long story short, ended up, uh, getting a, a VR, strapping that on. Um, and dude, it was such a struggle. I'm not going to lie to yeah. you. For like. Hard. For probably 20 or 30 hours, it was just a straight struggle trying yeah. to figure it out. But then finally, when it clicked, I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. <laughs> so then I start, like, at that point, uh, me and Scott are, like, simming, like, two or three times uh, a week yeah. at night, right? And, uh, dude, he's just, he's just big old bully. Big old bully. <laughs> just bullying me around the track. But Scott was not afraid to yell at me and, and tell me, like, Matt, this is what you're doing wrong. Stop doing this. Break this habit. You know, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I probably put, I think I put about 100 hours in the sim prior to getting to go out and drive for the first time in real life after that. Damn. Um, and dude, it was it was great. Yeah. It's like, because I didn't, I no longer had to think about what I was doing. Yeah. I was just subconsciously doing it. It was, I mean, it was like I was... That's what I say it's good for, because it it breaks down the second nature aspects of drifting. Yes. That way you can already have those registered in your brain. You won't even think about them. You just do them. My brain, it's it's weird, but my brain goes into like, okay, I can feel the Mm -hmm. G-forces now, and I can smell, and I, and, and the... So you can (laughs) dial it in a little easier. Yeah, like, I can do all those things. But it's literally like moving the wheel, when to pull the handbrake, 
clutch mm. kick, whatever, all that is just subconscious. I just do it. I don't even think about doing it now. Yep. Um, and, and one thing that I really will give the sim so much credit for is being able to run a layout on a track prior to ever showing up to it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, like, if nothing else, even if you can't, even if you don't like the sim or whatever, at least then you can run the track know where the zones are, know when you should transition, know what you should do prior yeah. to ever going out there in, in a real car. Uh, I think that's, I don't even know how you would, would measure the value in that, you know? <laughs> well, but money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean. Because the amount of hours you're spending on the sim would cost you thousands and thousands of dollars to run a car. Let's just say you already own the car and it's already set up drift. Mm -hmm. thousands of dollars you're going to spend just getting there hotel costs gas tires everything that's just consumables of drifting oh yeah dude like, you would spend <laughs> ungodly Engines, amounts more transmissions well depending <laughs> like, on your setup like if you just got a vq car like you pretty much you just uh, go out there and keep uh, driving but. okay yeah fair fair <laughs> you know by the way everyone with a vq please put a muffler on it <laughs> yeah, stop running these fucking loud ass VQs. Dude, none of them sound good. I understand you want to hear people, or you want people to hear you drive, but no, not that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, like, what? Tell me more about the the bike stuff. Like, uh, let's say, if you were trying to convince someone that doesn't really know anything about bikes. Uh, to get in that side of the industry, what would you tell them? Someone who wants to get into style riding? Yeah. Yeah. Um, make sure you have health insurance. <laughs> I'm going to start with that. Um, and honestly, you you got to have determination. I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, style riding is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Mm. It, it is so hard. It consumed, I mean, over 10 years of my life. And, um, yeah, it's, it's like a never ending, it's a never ending battle, but you, you get just this little bit of dopamine every now and then when you land a trick, <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, that's Yeah, so it's awesome. like the BMX or skateboarding yeah, that, thing. It's, dude, it's skateboard, same. BMX, yeah. same, same. If you come from skateboarding or BMX, getting into stunt riding, like, dude, you, you're so far ahead yeah. already. You know, because cause you understand that tricks take determination. There's a certain amount of balance yeah. that you that you need to be able to do it, and, and just a just a whole lot of send it. You know, you got You got to have that. I hate to say it like this. I think that's why, like the skateboarders, the BMXers, stunt riders, drifters, whatever. Yeah. I think we all have a certain level of just fuck it. You have to, yeah, to be able to get back up and just keep trying it, yeah. And and that's what I think makes fuck this rail. I'm gonna nail it. Yeah. And even if you don't, you just repeatedly tell yourself that until you do. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and it's like uh, maybe there's mental illness there that nah. causes it. I don't know. I think there's mental illness <laughs> in every motorsport. We're Abs dumb as fuck. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, you just got to have that fuck it uh, yeah. mentality, you know. And then obviously. <clears throat> Hit me up, buy some cages and protection for your bike <laughs> if you want to get into it. And I'll, I'll, I'm happy to answer questions, dude. I love, I absolutely love teaching people yeah. uh, how to ride a, a motorcycle, stunt riding wise. Nice. You know, I enjoy it. Well, what's some of the most common misconceptions with the stunt riding world? 
then? <clears throat> that that you have to be a gymnast in order to do it. Gymnast? Yeah. What? Like, you have to have, people like... People actually say that? Dude, people think that you have to have, like, this crazy amount of balance and, and like, skill to be able to pull this off. Because, oh, you're balancing a, a motorcycle on one wheel, which, by the way... Please stop telling me if I can ride a motorcycle on one wheel. I can ride a unicycle. I cannot. <laughs> that is the hardest thing I, I've I've tried is a unicycle. Oh my god! What the fuck? Yeah, but that's that's another common misconception. Is well, you don't have any thing. weight to balance yeah, it out. Nothing. No motor, no brake. So it's like yeah, it's weird. But yeah, so people think all these things, and and once you understand what you're doing on a motorcycle. You realize that the, the bike balances itself. Once you get it there, it yeah. balances itself. It's on what we call balance point. Like you're literally just holding the brake or, or articulating the brake, I should yeah. say, to keep it in this little sweet spot, right? And then if you want the bike to dip into a circle, you just Lean. body weight. Yeah, it's just body weight. You just pitch the bike wherever you want it. It's not that hard. Yeah. As far as like that goes, it is hard. Don't get me wrong. It's hard because the mistakes along the way is what hurts. You know, there's with age, get a cage. That's why I'm into uh, drifting. Uh, but What's the worst uh, mis mistake you've seen? Mistake. Seen? Yeah. Or yourself, whatever. Worst mistake I ever made, which almost landed me uh, having to be called Matilda. The fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, I made a mistake one day. Uh, I sided a, uh, a spreader circle. So it's like I'm sitting in the gas tank with my legs spread. Okay. Right? Okay. I'm, I'm rotating the bike in a circle. Right? And it was when I was first learning them. And I, I got too slap happy with the brakes. Stood the bike up. Bike went to fall. I go to bail. I didn't know how to bail at the time, which mm. that's that's the hardest thing to learn in stunt riding is how to bail. Um, Any it's kind of like sport, skateboarding yeah. or something. Um, so as I go to fall, uh, the bike falls down on its side. My foot pegs were ground off sharp from drifting and dragging foot pegs while I'm drifting. <laughs> um, Jesus so Christ. I fall and like I step over the bike and the foot peg just like impales my inner thigh. Uh. Yeah. Like really, really uncomfortably close to other things. Uh. Um, it took like 17 Dude. stitches to fix that. It was literally a silver dollar size hole in my leg. Fuck no, man. Dude, that, yeah, that was that's, that's the worst rally. I've ever been hurt, though, doing it. Like, no broken bones or anything yeah. from it. Just a lot of rash. And Never had stitches. anything, like, similar to that? No, that's really. That's really it's all been more minor stuff. Lots of rash. Lots of, lots oh, of... Yeah, of, I could expect that. Yeah, dude, just, just eating the palms of your hands or your elbows off, your yeah. knees. Um, did have a bike land on my foot one time. So mm -hmm. on on a motorcycle, you've got a a little guard on the rear set for the okay. foot peg. My pant leg had gotten uh, over top of that guard. And so my foot couldn't slide off. I could <clears throat> I could have picked it straight up, but it couldn't slide off. <sighs> I'm doing a foot brake circle. Uh, I'm uh, working on no handers at yeah. the time, you know, and I did one, ended up choking the engine out. Bike stood up straight and went to fall to the outside where my right foot was on the foot peg. Instinct. You just go to, you know, jerk your foot off, right? Yeah. 
the foot wouldn't come off. Oh, dude, oh, the whole way down, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, this is it. Sucked you right back in. <laughs> 400 pounds of, of motorcycle landing on my foot. Um, but luckily, Fuck. luckily, the foot peg was just wide enough that it didn't crush all the bones in my foot. It did bruise oh, bruise the hell good. out of it. Yeah, but um, it didn't crush all the bones because that happens and that sucks. Oh, my sister had that happen to her in uh, weightlifting when she was in high school. Yeah, dude, not I don't a ever. Injury. I don't like feet. <laughs> That's very weird to say, but like, so, dude, I don't ever want to see a foot like that. You're ever not on again. feet finder. That shit was disgusting the way it looked. Oh fuck no! Yeah. The feet injuries when from like crushing. Dude. Oh, oh yeah. no. Dude, I watched uh, a buddy of mine, Chuck, uh, his, I can't remember if the radiator hose or radiator itself blew up on him one night while we were riding, and 200, and, uh, stunt bike, you're usually 230 to 260 oh, degrees no. coolant temp. Dude, it blew up, landed on his shoe. When he pulled his shoe off, the whole top of his foot was just blisters. It was the most disgusting thing. I was just like, oh. <laughs> like that, no dude i can feel his pain to it and the bad part is we had a show the next day oh we had to go do a show the very next that's day that's rough so nope I, and i'm sick bad. sorry <laughs> Wait, bye don't get paid yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> dipped me yep all right so um i guess the they seem to the stunt riding crowd seems to get wrapped up in the takeover crowd, kind of like drifting does. But it seems to be a little bit heavier in the stunt bike crowd. Why do you say it is? Because I'm sure a lot of you in the are going to be in the comments, fucking saying, <clears throat> "Oh, people are going to be they're there stupid, right they're now. crazy, they're, they're going to be there talking shit right now." <laughs> I guarantee it. Be like, "Oh, stunt riders, stupid hundred mile an hour yeah. wheelies." Okay, number one, if Someone's on a motorcycle doing a hundred mile an hour wheelie. They are not a stunt rider. Stop. Mm. Just stop. You're going to hurt yourself or someone else. Stunt riders get a bad rap and get lumped into like that takeover crowd. Because to be fair, we're a rowdier crowd, right? We're Mm. a little lawless, I guess would be the term there. And a lot of times people take to public highways. To yeah. do to do things, to yep. do their their tricks, their exhibitions, whatever, and in turn, anytime you take it to a public highway, I mean that's a spectacle, and people are going to have comments, mm-hmm. and you really shouldn't be doing it on a on a public highway. Yeah, I mean I'll, I'll say it, I've done it. I but... agree. I do think one of the big things that um, people notice is that even the the events that are kind of like roped off or like actually are professionally ran Mm -hmm. a lot of the times they're still in a street so like yeah they're never in this uh, professional enough setting to for someone behind like just sitting on a phone watching a video to understand the difference and because like i've edited some of your videos Mm -hmm. where it was a professional event literally legit professional writers but you said probably the best one of the best writers in the country oh there yeah Two, yeah, yeah, two of two of the best riders in in, in the nation. Exactly. There. So yeah. like it was a legit event, but like it's still that wild card factor of like you just kind of jump out in the circle and go. Yeah, and it's in the street. So speaking of one of those riders is who I sold my Mustang to. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So not gonna give Dude, away. That's who, sick. But, yeah. yeah, I won't say that either. But yeah, but yeah, and and that's again 
you're looking at it uh, outside in, it's like, oh, they're they're in a public street doing this. Yeah, you know, hoodlums, lawless, whatever. And it's no, that's that's not what's going on there. At the end of the day, as a professional stunt writer, mm-hmm. I am an entertainer. That's all I am. I'm an entertainer, and because let's face it, uh, stunt writing professional sport is you're just yeah. an entertainer. Yeah, stunt writing, drifting, whatever it is. It, the guys in FD, you're entertainers. Mm-hmm. You're there for the crowd. Yes, there may be a competition involved, but at the end of the day, if you don't have a crowd, what do you have? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Ta-da! Yeah, but I th- I I do think that it needs to be like regulated a little bit on not having real <laughs> events out on the fucking road. Like but the bad part is, how do you sell that to someone? How do you how do you sell that to someone to get them to believe in you? Because put some organization to don't let people just jump out in there whenever trust, they want. Trust me, I still have I still have a binder in my office right now that is like worded professionally, like all these crazy things, and I would yeah. go and approach people and approach companies and stuff and try to get you know shows at different places, and it's hard because they automatically the moment you say stunt rider, which I don't. Whenever I'm talking to them, um, the moment you say stunt rider, they think of the guys pow powing 100 mile an hour wheelies on the highway. Yeah, that's what they think. Um, so in turn, um, you know, professional or big ramps rider. and loops and stuff that yeah. like Houdini so, does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some sometimes they're like, oh, so you do the backflips and stuff, and I'm like, I wish. No, <laughs> no I'm I'm scared of heights, so no. <laughs> we tend to stay on the ground. Yeah. We don't get very, you know, maybe yeah. one wheel comes off, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. But uh yeah, it's it's just it's hard. I will say a lot of those a lot of those people out on the public highways and stuff, they just like with the takeover, um, they ruin it for the people who are trying to do it legitimate. Yeah. Because that's what the people see. That's what the public sees. So they automatically think that's who you are. Yeah. And that sucks. It makes it hard Dude, for there's us. there's got to be some type of, like, way to make some organization to it, though. Like, what if, like, um, like, dude, raves. Like, what if you were able to go out on stage with a couple bikes in between shows and, like, sell that instead so, of just let me rent this fucking place to throw a fucking crazy bike event? Um, They're gonna be like Ooh. the uh, the boy who bought my car was actually on America's Got Talent. Yeah, uh, yeah, and doing yeah, yeah. it. You know, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like um, people have done that, and then even um, those like two dudes in Vegas um, that were doing like I don't know any real shows that go on in Vegas, but like Blue Man Group <laughs> yeah, kind of stuff. Course. They were they were doing that on electric bikes, like. For a show in Vegas. It was part of this, like, Excite show or something, or Ignite or something. I can't remember what it was, but somebody will correct me in the comments, (laughs) I'm sure. But, yeah, they were doing it. Less than 1% of the riders are able to pull that kind of stuff off. And Mm. it it sucks that, you know, no one takes it any more professional than what they do. That's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause I was, I like it. It's like it's it's very entertaining to watch, but it's oh, just yeah. there's there's no like I know there is professionals, but like there's no like professional league really. There like there's nothing that's known. So <clears throat> first name that everybody thinks of is Jason Britton. Yeah, because he had a show on TV 
about stunt riding and stunt riders. And he did, Jason's done a lot mm-hmm. for the, for the sport, um, because of that. Um, but the closest thing after that to professional, uh, so to speak, uh, XDL, they used to do competitions back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Bill Dixon ended up starting a SBFC, uh, which was another competition here not that long ago. I used to do those with him and whatnot. Yeah. And it was they were they were professional, but mm. we still had fun. Yeah. You know. Of course. You know. But it was I mean, it was all legit, like you know, sponsors, um, you know, like legit venues. We even did like uh, one venue, one round of it was at road america and then another round of it was at road atlanta so i mean they were they were legit venues and professional as they could be um but i mean that was that was about it yeah yeah it's hard yeah it's not like there's not like an fd to it you know um which is i again i'll i'll say it like drifting in, in like cars Dude, there's so many more doors and opportunities oh, that are that will open to you of and they're course. available. I mean, it's it's yeah. nuts the the difference there. Yeah. I think that's a big reason why a lot of people venture from other motorsports and like BMX and skateboarding. Yeah. Because it's something that they purely enjoy just as much as whatever that was. Yeah. Or at least close to it. Mm-hmm. And they know they can make it a little bit more professional setting. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Do more with it. Absolutely. But you know, I, I've noticed no longer than what I've been in drifting, the, the amount of doors that have opened for me is just insane. Yeah. I'm I'm like, how how do how do I go from uh like idolizing someone mm-hmm. that I've watched on TV to literally having phone calls with them? You know? I'm like, this is cool. Yeah. Like drifting's cool. I want oh, yeah. to say that. Yeah, like, it's just it's so cool. I love it. Who are some who are some of the people that drifting has brought you to in this short amount of time? Uh like uh Vaughn and Chelsea. I knew that was gonna be the first like, two names. Dude, I fucking knew it. Yeah, dude, like it, it was insane. Like the day someone I don't remember who it was, somebody called me and was like, Yo, do you care if I give your number to Vaughn? And I'm like, What? <laughs> why do you why do yeah you i'm like yeah just, just, just give it to him he's like okay yeah he's got some questions he wants to hit you up about something and i'm like cool <laughs> i'm like just dude i'm like a schoolgirl yeah. over here i'm just like oh my god yeah yep. yeah I'll tell him calm of course i answer the phone all cool you know I'm like yo yo mm-hmm. yeah no I, but the good thing about that is this because drifting has bred that mm-hmm. in people yes because there's so much of that just helping each other out aspect of drifting that it's not found in like drag racing stuff like that yeah so in that like say if we were all in the drag race world that probably would have never happened dude where he just wanted to ask a couple questions it turns into this whole whatever deal drag racing world let me tell you right now down to the shoes that you wear it's secret secret i can't tell you that i can't stupid i can't tell you what socks i'm wearing right now you might wear them and and beat me i can't pop my hood they're more aerodynamic bro dude you're inside the car Dude, I'm like, I just, I, I can't fathom it in the drag racing world. I never, that's one thing I never cared about in it was just how hush-hush everybody was because you'd ask them about their setup and they wouldn't tell you or they'd give you wrong information. Yeah. Dude, what's like. What's the point of lying? Yeah, it's like, dude, like, whether it be drifting, stunt riding, whatever, dude, I walk up and ask someone, like, yo, like, what are you running? And they're yeah. like, 
oh, I'm, I'm this, this is my toe, this is my camera, this is the tires I'm running, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, respect. Cool. Fuck you know? yeah. <laughs> like, awesome. It, dude, like, it's like, my setup's completely different. How the fuck do you drive that? I don't know. I just drive it. I don't know, just drive it. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> High five. And then nobody cares. Dude, my, my favorite is walking up, expecting someone to have, like, a really bougie setup or something. Yeah. And you get up and you're like, dude, this thing's simple. angle kit, coilovers. Ben Hobson's Mustang. Yeah, dude, dude, it's like they're just out there slaying this thing. Yeah, it's like wow, Ah, dude. I'm, I was, I, I'm not a Mustang guy. Never have been. That's okay. Probably never will be. But dude, the S550, dude, is very. It's just impressive. It's like the Porsche to me. I don't like the way Porsches look. I hate them. Mm -hmm. But they're a very impressive car. Absolutely. Like driving them, as long as you're not looking out the outside, I don't care. It drives like a motherfucker. Yep. Like do the uh, what is it the like GTRS three something or another? Like the the little Porsche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that yeah. thing is a a freaking it's it's a weapon. Yeah, you know, it's a cup car for the road. Yeah, like it's nuts. I don't necessarily like it, but I would drive it. Like it's yeah. that's just sweet. Oh yeah. You know? And I get it, you know, some people don't like Mustangs. I get it. You know? I do. At one point, I didn't like them either. For the short time. But I didn't. <laughs> you know, it's what it, it's what it is. And I'll throw this out here. Mustang drivers, the majority of drivers in a Mustang, I, I don't claim them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like, what created the reputation of them. Yeah, yeah like the, the whole leaving, like, cars and coffees and, like, driving through crowds and stuff. I'm like, get it together, boys. Hundred bucks you know? if you make it through third gear. But the the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, the scary part is when they actually do, because then they lose it at a high rate yeah. of speed. <laughs> but, it's just bowling pins knocking over. <laughs> nuts. But you know, like, oh crap, where was I going with this? Um, fucking S five fifties are great. That's oh, the last thing I remember <laughs> on the on the Mustang thing. Um, you got to think, though, you know, a lot of people hate on Mustang drivers, but you got to keep in mind, too. Like, it's like the n most sold sports car in the world. So, so many random people end up in one. You're you're going to have you're going to have some bad drivers. Yeah, is what it is. It's just like the, the takeover guys. They uh, all of them have Camaros and Chargers. They think they're great cars, but they're not. It's like you pick the fattest car. You they, could. The Mustang is a part of that group somewhat. Sadly, as much as it hurts to say, sadly. So they buy those too, but they're still good. They're actually good cars. So then it fucks everything up. Yeah. It, it, I but if you're still driving a Charger or Camaro, dude, fucking quit it. <laughs> Take the a, engine out of the Camaro and put it in something else. Hey, I had a Camaro one time. It was like a 95 V6 ah, stick car. Dude, ugliest, ugliest sin, bro. Ugliest they're car so ever. Ugly. Every single one of them. I hated it with a passion. Except for the really old ones. I will say the really old ones are cool. I would start this thing and just just hammered on the rev limiter. Every time. I would literally just be driving. Yeah. Dude, just just I mean, beating that poor little five speed to death. And then just for the hell of it, would be driving down the road and just yank the e-brake. Just spin it around, put it in ditch, did not care. Tried to brake the car, couldn't. Like that's awesome. That's the way it goes. If you don't like something, you can't break it. Yeah. Dude, I hate that. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Anyways. Yeah. But the S550, the S550, 
They're awesome cars. I think anyone that comes from like a 240 or a Z would absolutely love an S550 because it's it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. that just a little more weight. Don't get me yeah. wrong, it's a little heavier. But dude, like 400 wheel horsepower stock? Yeah. If you drive floaty, you like S550. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely polar opposite to what I'm used to to driving like yeah. in my other cars. Um so little little wonky at first, but once you get the feel for it, it it's not yeah. It's not bad. That's it's, like what Scott was saying at, at Ford Fest. He was like, dude, this thing's so fucking different. Dude. <laughs> but I'm getting used to it. Every time he would initiate, I was sitting there going is he hitting the wall this time? Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dude, it would just float right out there. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> car just works, though. Here we go. Yeah, dude. Like, um, after my car, uh, my black car messed up at Ford Fest, you know, yeah. you know, which is what it is. It's the reason why I picked the other engine, because tired of that. But, uh, and I got to drive the S550 on that layout for a little bit. I will say, dude, it's it's the floatiness i'm like whatever on but dude, just the amount of angle 70 degrees of angle is like every time i thought i was going to spin just let the wheel go a little more just yeah. start pouring the throttle on and i'm like this is this is cool <laughs> this is rowdy like fuck yeah dude if, if if i had like a whole day to really like focus on driving this 550 mm-hmm. i would probably have a lot of fun in it oh yeah <laughs> like, if you'd actually drive instead of just sitting in the pits <laughs> he will sit there at events all weekend, like three day event all weekend. He will drive maybe one or two laps, and especially if it's a comp, dude, he'll fucking just one or two laps of practice, and then just goes into the comp. So <laughs> part of this boils down to um, I made the mistake of uh, building an old engine for my black car. And uh, I'm I'm constantly was worried about keeping it alive, mm-hmm. right? Because the way I looked at it, every time I started it, it was one less time it was going to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I was I was hesitant on like going out there and just doing lap after lap after lap because I didn't I didn't want to melt the car down and I, my cooling system wasn't great. It was just all these little issues compounding, and of course with the the process of building another car um i didn't want to really invest much more money into that car you know i think prior to the 50k what did i have three practice laps i think so yeah Yeah. three at most yeah uh three practice laps two qualifying and then the battle with chelsea like dude he fucking ripped against (laughs) chelsea too i have the clips i'll put them in there dude i <laughs> so remember what i was saying about the sim right brain yeah. turning off right dude the moment uh, i pulled up there to the line i've got to throw this out here like i i was i was like okay this is chelsea this is the 2023 you know wasn't at the time the champion but yeah is now um i'm like he's gonna do exactly what he needs to do mm-hmm. i'm like this is awesome this is gonna be just like simming with scott i'm like all I got to do is just do the thing. Yeah. So just dude, be consistent. I just took off brain, brain turned off and I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm aware of proximity. And I'm like, 
okay, I'm just going to do the thing. And then yeah. I did the thing, <laughs> you know? Dude, yeah. It was wild. Like, I uh, I really, I, I enjoyed that battle uh, a whole lot. And, and the fact that whenever, because, I mean, I, I was nervous. I mean, hell, who wouldn't be going against, you know, Chelsea yeah. DeNova <laughs> of all people, right? And it was in the Fox body, too. Like, it's yeah. not, a, like, the most intimidating car no, whatsoever. No, no, no. <laughs> But it's still it, it doesn't matter. You could give Chelsea a shopping cart and he he's gonna adore you. Like he's yeah, yeah. he's like dude he's driver mod right there for sure. Oh but yeah. Like after we come off track and uh I went to the pits and talked to him, like the fact that he was like, dude, I, I thought it was a one more time. He's like, I genuinely thought it was a one more time. He's like, if you'd have been a little closer on the inner clip, he's like, it would have been a one more time. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like yes, you know. I'm like I'd say a little bit closer on uh, the sweeper as well. You he had um, you had a little bit more of a gap, just barely, uh, dude. It was like maybe half a car. Yeah, well, I to to be fair, that Fox body is fast. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, that thing boogies, dude. That thing is. That, I didn't realize it. Sounds it. so cool, dude. <laughs> like you can watch me on on the run up when I'm chasing him. Uh I did not expect it to accelerate like it does yeah dude like i'm giving her the beans and then all of a sudden he just like jumps like two cars and i'm like uh-oh <laughs> i'm like i've got to get this distance back yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. but uh dude it's, it's crazy though i will say this like you can't hear him mm. like that's what that's the, the car's pretty quiet dude it's so crazy like going into the last outer there at one point like i threw it through the wall and as soon as the car settled, I knew where I was. I just kind of rotated my head, and all I seen was just white, just all <laughs> white up in wall. my, dude, just like all up, all up in my door. And I'm just like, I didn't hear him, not once. I did <laughs> oh, not hear funny. him. Your car is kind of loud though, so that, I mean, it was it definitely overpowers his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. But it's just crazy because you you have no idea where he's at until he's there. Yeah, you know. What do you think Chelsea's gonna do now that he's retired from FD? I have that's a good question. I have someone that sent me a video um of this clip of him talking to Chelsea and Vaughn during a, a signature signing. Mm -hmm. And he mentions how they've been looking for property or something in Florida to open up one of his drift schools. So personally, I I don't know if that's true. Chelsea, if you're watching this, let me know. But <laughs> I'm curious what you guys think if that is what he's he's gonna do or not. Dude, I would I would love that. I think that would be fucking phenomenal for Florida. Dude, it'd be Florida awesome. needs that. Dude, if he did that, like your best your best drifter is gonna come out of Florida. Yeah. You know, like the the hands down. Yeah. I mean you got him coaching. Um I think if 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 I had to place a guess on it, I would say this coming year is going to be a lot of fun events for him, and just you know oh, yeah. the social media thing really pushing it, you know, and just building some random stuff. I mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like he'll definitely want that it's year gonna off kind of deal. In my opinion, it's gonna be nice to see the creativity of Denofa come out now that he's yeah. not secluded to the Fords. And like, I'm sure he just loves the Fords, but like he's a BMW guy at heart, man. Yeah, and yeah, I'd yeah, love yeah. to see yeah. what he can do with the BMW dude, now. Dude, the the Beamers are cool. 
Yeah. Like the Beamer chassis like a is cool. Full on build with a BMW. Not these seat time cars he keeps building with them. No. I love those. Don't get me wrong. Don't know if I love those. But I want to see, I want to see you build a full BMW car again. Just rowdy. Yeah. Just a rowdy BMW with all the anti squad in it. Like that thing be mm-hmm. like riding willies. Yeah. I want to see it riding willies. Build <laughs> dude. Like I, I want to see the the elaborate build of what well, he probably wouldn't do this, but what Josiah has done with a fucking vet mm. to a BMW. Because a BMW has some of the best suspension geometry ever. Yeah. So to incorporate stuff like that on a BMW, I think would be very informative yeah. to drifting. That would be that'd be super sweet. And and to be fair, not that not that any BMW in uh, FD isn't impressive. I'm not going to say that because they are like dude, oh, yeah. Reader's car. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. dude, that thing is a beast. Like, watch out where he points it. Even Novak's car this year dude, was pretty. It was pretty good. So the the last round with yeah. with Novak, we were uh, <laughs> like with the no grip thing in it. I get it. Yeah. I get why he did it. Because he filled all the zones. He did the things he was supposed to do. As as someone watching that. It's not fun to watch. It's not fun to watch. Yeah. was not fun to watch. And again, I go back. I like his car. car oh, yeah, yeah. His car is cool as fuck. And dude, like, <laughs> Big kit, baby. Like, I, I watched him drive at the 50Ks. Dude. Yeah. Killer driver. You know, don't get me wrong. Killer driver. Um, But it, it just wasn't fun to watch. You know, like I, <laughs> I as a driver, I as a spectator. Dude, you are, you're at the top of your game. Mm. You should be driving the rowdiest car and just doing things that, that no one else can do. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, example, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. In the RTR Mustang, dude, like just throwing obnoxious backies and just three-wheeling everywhere. You know, just like, yes, that's yeah. what I want to see. And that's what the fans pay to see. They don't, they don't pay to see somebody... Low Win by default, yeah, or like stupid shit like that. Yeah, and then and then shame on everybody for not pulling enough grip out of their car to chase him. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Like, mm-hmm. they should have took the grip out. Well, speaking of grip, uh, how do you like your car set up as far as front to rear ratio? Because that's something I've been very interested in. A lot of people like not as much grip up front. I'm personally not that way, so I've been asking. So last for few for reference, um, on like my black car, mm-hmm. I was running like four or five hundred treadwear linglongs on the front. What the fuck? Yeah, like why the why did like a, is it just feel better to you not having that much front grip? Like I I what's the to be honest again I'm still kind of new to to all this. So yeah. to me, I mean like. Uh, I didn't. I didn't pay that much attention yeah. to to the amount of front grip. Um, I never, even with those tires on them, uh, I never had an issue with like losing front grip or like understeering. Yeah, I never never had that issue. But, um, I guess we could probably go back to like motorcycles and drifting motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Like front grip is very minimal there as far as like how I drift a motorcycle. Uh, a lot of people use front brake. That's not drifting. Sorry, calling them out. Um, <laughs> that's that's not drifting. Um, 
drifting is 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 with the throttle like that's it and counter steering um dude i've ran ball tires on the front of my bikes and still drifting so whenever i got into a car um i never relied upon the front grip mm. to to really change the course of action or whatever um like if if i knew i was screwing up i'm, I'm grabbing some handbrake throwing some more angle into it or just pouring on the throttle yeah. or whatever um instead of really truly relying upon the front grip now <clears throat> again uh on the new car i'm, I'm gonna try yeah some front grip. i just don't like the washy feel that's that's what the, you know, the I, weird thing to me is i didn't i didn't feel it so much and it feels like i can lose control of the front end too much i didn't expect Experienced that too many times, and if I did, there was usually like a reason why I was kind of feeling that, like yeah, track surface or, yeah. or or something, you know. So tires. I mean, to be fair, the the cast iron block uh, SBF setting up front probably helped, you know, keep things planted, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, uh, the, I don't know. I, I'm gonna try next season yeah. more front grip, and we're gonna see how that goes. Hell yeah. I think it'll work better on the S197 anyways. I do too, especially with the um <clears throat> with the the things we've done out back, you know, yeah. to to really put a lot of grip <laughs> into that car. <laughs> that's, balance it out. Dude, that's going to be that's going to be uh fun. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. I mean, I guess we should talk about that car. Yeah. Should we? Do you want to lay out some details? Yeah, on? might as well. Right. Um for those that don't know, um since I sold the SN95, I'm currently building a 2006 uh, S197, and we're not cutting any corners on this car. This is going to be a, a sick car. Um, we currently have um, a Godzilla for the power plant in it, and <laughs> then uh, got BTR on board for uh, cam and, and intake and stuff for the Godzilla to, mm-hmm. to add about 100 more horsepower to it. Yeah. Um, realistically, I think the car NA on pump gas is going to be like f- probably 425, 450 wheel horse and more than that in torque because the Godzilla makes a lot of torque. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in turn, uh, Ben Calmer hooked me up with a MT82 that's rated for sick. like 2000 okay. horsepower. Like the, this, this transmission's sick. Like fifth gear is one to one. He got yeah. rid of one of the overdrives. So I've got. Beautiful selection uh, of gear set there and everything, um, and then uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be sick. Cage gets cage, <laughs> you know. Uh, vengeance uh, billet uh, flywheel dual disc clutch and everything in this mm-hmm. thing. Like <laughs> I after after dealing with all these struggles with the black car, the yeah. the ninety four, like I I literally I looked at Scott. I was like, I don't never want to have these problems again. I was like. <laughs> I want a car that I can drive and just keep driving. Yeah. Like over and over. Like the S550 reliability with a car that fits what I like. I like a straight axle car. I like a car that when you drive it, it's it seems like it's a little pissed off at you. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so you gotta drive it pissed off, yeah. you know. Um, I enjoy that. So I'm super pumped to see because we've we've made uh, billet control arms for the upper and lower. Like we're using, um, well, we're using a rod end on the upper control arm. That's like, <laughs> it looks like it should be off a dozer or something. <laughs> like, like that's I don't awesome. ever want it to break. I don't ever want it to have any issues. 
and then of course we're doing like adjustable upper mounts, uh, adjustable anti squat brackets, Damn. like all these things. So we're going to be able to change uh, our instant center and everything to really dial the car in. And and hopefully, even though it's got the horsepower it does with the engine that it does, I'm really hoping I can make it work on like a 245. Yeah, because I think that'll be, cool. be like super sweet. Yeah. Um, and then of course you know fab guy so we're you know tubular front half tubular back half like it, yeah. it's going to be pretty good it's going to be designed to wreck even though i probably won't want to wreck it <laughs> you know you're baby this shit out of it the first season oh yeah dude and, it, and it's great because you know coming fab guy you know yeah. i'm used to doing stuff like drawing it out on on paper and all this stuff and then uh again watching an engineer work dude scott's just over here like no nah, we're, we're gonna do this and of course we have like the factory Ford CAD, yeah, of the Mustangs, you know. So, have. yeah, so dude, he's over here like precision designing all these like tubular front ends, back ends, and just suspension components and stuff. And <laughs> and like he's like, okay, smart guy things. What do you think about this? <laughs> you know, and he'll he'll show me uh, he'll show me something. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like let's change this and this. I'm like, that's gonna work out great. Yeah, dude. I'll, <laughs> It's so great because I literally do that, pull measurements like off CAD, uh-huh. go to the car, pull the measurements, cut the car, weld the parts in, boom, done. Like first try Straight, fitment. Dude, so smooth of a process. Dude, so smooth. So, so And you know what it's going to look like before you ever do it. Yeah. You know? And, so and of course, awesome. you know, you can do like FEA uh, testing and stuff, like finite testing yeah, to see where the part's going to fail and stuff like that. So... um. So it's so impressive cool. that it's come to. Dude, right? Yeah. Right? Wild. Dude, 20 years ago? No way. Yeah. No way. Like, you're doing it off, the, <laughs> off a notepad, you know? Sketch your blueprint, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like, 10 years ago, even. Even 10 years ago. Like, some people could do it, mm-hmm. but it was like a real niche thing. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, to have the know-how. Yeah. Know-how. Why are you going Godzilla with it? Um, so... Obviously, you know why I'm not going back SBF, mm-hmm. um, because I'm just tired of chasing around 1970s technology yeah. and problems that of come course. with it. Um, I thought about going Coyote because of like an S550. Like, dude, the power on the Coyote, dude, amazing. They, yeah. I can't, you know, <laughs> Scott LS this, LS that, whatever. You know, dollar for dollar, pound for pound, dude, the Coyote. The coyote wins. It is what it is. That was my next question is, why are y'all so different as far as engine combinations? Because he's a big LS guy and you're the Ford guy. I think, I think it's, this may, I may be wrong here. Maybe Scott truly does hate the, the Ford engines, but I think it's a mutual, <laughs> like, I know he likes LSs and he knows that I like my Fords and we just kind of bicker like yeah. an old married couple or something on it. Um, in the end, like the LS is a fine engine. It's a great engine. I, I, I can praise the LS for what it was, dude. Like when it came out, it decimated all. Yeah. It was what it was. Yeah. Like it was a small block Ford that they figured out how to make it work right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, they did a, much. they did a fantastic job and I'll never take that away from them. Um, however, like with the Coyote, dude, name another engine that can make horsepower from like two grand to like 9,000 RPMs stock 
because a stock yeah. coyote will turn 9,000 RPMs and still be making power. Like, it, it, granted, it's falling off at nine. <laughs> That's but, cool. <laughs> but yeah, like, dude, you, you smack a Boss 302 intake on that thing, 9,000, yeah. it's still making horsepower at 9,000 RPMs. Nuts. But the reason why I didn't go, <laughs> the reason why I didn't go with the Coyote was uh, because it's not easy to work on, not easy to repair in the event that you have failure. Yeah. Granted, yeah. lead time before failure, pretty good on those engines. Like, yeah. you don't have much issues out of them. But when you do... I how much more expensive they are than everything else. Is it, though? Is it, though? I mean, you really think about it. The engines themselves are more, way more expensive than an LS. No, not if you compare crate engine Bro, to crate could... engine. Okay, a crate engine. Cra yeah. New, 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 what new, average new. motherfucker's going out there buying a crate engine? They're going and finding a junkyard LS or a junkyard Hemi. It's called Capital One. They'll finance it. No, no, no. <laughs> I You're, don't condone okay, credit cards. Okay, true, true. But how long has the LS been around? You know, a the, long, a long time, a long time. I mean, to be fair, yes, the engines are going to be cheaper used than mm -hmm. the Coyote. But there's more Fords made. The the Coyote is coming down in price because there's beginning to be a uh, a, a plethora of them because they're using them in the F one fifties and and everything else now. Um, and, and I do believe that that the About engines fucking time right. Dude, so have you stupid. rode in a Coyote F one fifty with yeah. a ten speed, dude? Yeah, I've driven them. Yeah, nuts. They they run. Dude, I've really driven good. the the. I think it was like twenty eighteen ish when or seventeen ish when they were building the Shelby mm -hmm. trucks. Mm -hmm. I've driven a couple of those. Yeah. Those are fucking sick. Oh, too. I bet they are. I bet the GT five hundred trucks or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, guarantee that was sick. Um, but yeah, like the Coyotes coming down in price. Some um, but yeah, LS is cheaper, but. Yeah. Aftermarket for aftermarket though, like intake manifold, you're basically gonna pay the same. Yeah, all and that stuff's gonna all be that stuff basically is the same. Honestly, the same concept, really. Yeah, it, but if you compare it as in like, what is in a six two cost versus what is a Coyote cost, stock for stock, brand new crate, there's not really a difference. What's it cost to put it? Because me and Scott argued this one night, and we actually looked it up, <laughs> and we was like, all right, this engine costs this, this engine costs this, okay. Uh, motor mounts cost this. Yeah. Headers cost this. Transmission. Well, we'll yeah, use I'm the sure same it's transmission. Only like yeah. maybe a couple thousand bucks off, if that. Dude, we were down to like hundred bucks or less, like yeah. difference in 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 doing this engine swap on the same car. And I'm like, well, you know, there you go. Granted, at the end of the day, the six two, you've got more displacement. There's no replacement for that. Yep. It is what it is. But the Coyote Ford's package for what it is. Great engine, wonderful engine until it comes time to work on it, which is why I went with something a bit more traditional <laughs> that has push rods, um, that has cubic inch, you know, displacement, mm -hmm. um, and is is new, something that hasn't been done in drifting yet, yeah, ever to my knowledge. Like I, I, I I'm quite sure there's only one or two S197s now with a Godzilla in them, mm -hmm. like in the world so this is something very new cool and um you know everybody's everybody's like oh you know well t56 or a dog box <laughs> or this or that and i'm just like i'm not doing t56 i've been there done that no never <laughs> again 
And you know, I stay away. Everybody hates on the MT82. Mm. They do. Like all the Mustang people are like, oh, MT, MT82 suck. And I'm like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, they shift bad. I'm like, put a good clutch and a good shifter on them and they are tits. Yeah. You know, they work really good. And in comparison to the transmissions we had prior to the MT82, <laughs> oh, dude, way beyond. Um, so whenever I found out that the Godzilla shares the exact same uh, bolt pattern and bell housing oh, and everything no as the 4.6, the 5.4, the 6.2, the Coyote, all of them, they all share the same, like same starter, so same no everything. swap kit involved there. No, direct bolt. Direct bolt. So I was like, mm, that's hmm. going to change things. Well, what's the MT82 weigh? And when we got to talking to Ben at Ford Fest, he was like, oh, it's like 114 pounds. I'm like, that's light. I'm like, but Damn. the gear set, I was like, the gear set's got to be yeah, terrible, yeah. you know, because fifth and sixth are overdrive from factory. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I use this such and such gear set. I think it's G Force gear set. He's like, fifth is one to one. He's like, so you got first to fourth that are whatever you want them to be kind yeah. of deal. I'm like, dude, lightweight, bolts right on. You know, I have essentially their fifth gear and down that uh -huh. are usable gears for yeah. what we're doing. I'm like, okay, all right, what's this thing rated to? He's like 2,000 horsepower. He's like, I got them in like nine second and less quarter mile cars. Damn. Like punishing them. I'm like, let's go. Let's do it. That's great. Okay, so don't mind my ignorance, but like, does the Godzilla engine... Is that like that doesn't come in a car? No, no, right? no. They come out in like pickup trucks and vans. Okay. Mm -hmm. What? Okay. So what trucks do they come in? Like F two fifties, F three fifties. Oh. Yeah, like they're they're the gas engine for the Super Duty. If you don't want a diesel, they're a workhorse. The, the fucking V tens. They're not a V ten. No, they're V eight. What are the V tens then? Dude, the, what are, what's the name for that or whatever? I, they're a bastard child, and they should not be spoke about. Oh, they that bad? They'll throw them away. Oh, okay. <laughs> we okay. don't claim them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, oh, well, I didn't know that, so I'm sure no, some other people out there didn't know that. Don't buy that as a tow rig. Yeah, V10s. V10s are so weird. I hate the way they make power and where they make torque and just obnoxious to work on and tune-ups yeah. on them. I mean, things, 10 spark plugs. At least, at least if it doesn't have dual. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's like, fair. It's... Well, so uh, how you said this is probably the first one. Wh why haven't most more people done that if they already come in like factory cars? The Godzilla is still a very new engine. Um, when did it? What year did it start? Like body a... style or body models wise? You know, that's a great question. I should have the answer to. Fuck, I want to say I think to be the Mustang guy. Dude, I think it. Well, it's pickup trucks, though, you know? So I'm like, you know, I think I think it was like 2020, maybe, that the Godzilla came out. Maybe 2019. Oh, that is really fresh. Yeah, dude, like this engine's like okay. super fresh to the... So how much does one cost, like for a crate, or if you were to find one on like Facebook Marketplace? So crate engine direct from like Ford, they, they retail them at like $9,000. Okay. But... You can jump on, uh, I believe Lethal Performance has them for like 7500 bucks, somewhere okay. around there. Okay. If that price is wrong, I'm sorry. But I think it's like Correct 70 in the comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's like 7500 bucks from them. Um, and then used, um, 
you can buy a pull-out engine because a lot of the vans um, are getting converted to electric. So, dude, you can buy right. the Godzilla with, like, less than 100 miles. Like, some, most of them, like, almost zero miles. Engine, transmission, wire and harness, everything, complete pull-out for, like, eight grand or less. And then sell. Damn. Yeah, and then sell the transmission for, like, probably two to three grand. <laughs> so, you could be Would that basically buy the transmission you need? Just selling out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like you could you could find you could find a decent transmission for that price. I would say a used one. You know, I I think like the board things are making more sense. <laughs> I think like I I want to say the stage three um, MT eighty two that I got from Ben. Uh, I think retail on it's only like five grand. That's not too bad. No, it's not bad. And then yeah. I think it's like a five hundred dollar core charge. But yeah, dude, I mean, there you go. If it doesn't pay for the whole transmission, I mean. The bulk of it's gone at that yeah. point. Yeah. So down payment. <laughs> I mean, if you if you really hustled, you could probably have a Godzilla mated to an MT eighty two for like eight, seven, eight thousand dollars. And in bone stock, bone stock trim, that engine is four hundred and thirty horsepower, four hundred and seventy five foot pounds of torque. Stock. Wow. Yeah. So how much do you think the entire swap is gonna cost you? <clears throat> if somebody wanted to do the exact swap I'm doing, um, engine, transmission, clutch, I'm, I'm going uh, Holly Terminator on it, and I'm using the Holly. So Holly uh, also has a super awesome kit they sell for putting a Godzilla in, like Mustangs and things, <laughs> right? Uh, it's a timing cover and a oil pan. It gets rid of this dude. The oil pan on the seven three from factory is like almost ten inches deep. Jesus, it's, what the fuck? It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. So, so Holly offered a solution for that. I'm gonna go with that and the Terminator X. Um, and then um, we have a company currently working on swap headers for the S one ninety seven. And um, I would say you could do the swap realistically, buying everything brand new. Probably twenty grand. I had to guess. Okay, say twenty grand. Yeah. We we'll get you there. Now keep in mind that's that's starting. That's that's starting with nothing. Yeah, you know. Um, and is that like two running, driving, tuned, everything, or like just that, getting it started? Um, I mean, I would still get a dyno tuned. I mean, afterwards. I mean, you're, you're probably looking. Oh, at okay. So that's a little bit there. Two right before two. But I'm saying like basically, like you could like engine transmission, clutch, uh, engine management, uh, and cooling system is dude. Just put a Mustang radiator in. Like it's all yeah. all bolts up. Everything's fine there. Um, swap out the the intake so it fits underneath the stock hood. Like yeah, like twenty grand, and and you're good. And, then, and of course, if you had like the MT-82 already, you already mm -hmm. had all the stuff in the car. If you were literally pulling like a Coyote out and putting it in, yeah, you could do it for yeah. like half that price because you can make the Godzilla run off um, the the Coyote uh, hmm. ECU. Why do you think, I know it's new, but why do you think someone hasn't tried to tackle that in like FD or something like that? Because that seems like a very, the, one of those platforms that you could make easy power on. The only downfall 
that I found so far to to the engine is the weight because it is still cast iron block. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. no one has yet to make an aluminum block for it, um, and because of it being cast iron block, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's like five hundred eighty pounds for the complete engine in comparison to a Coyote is uh, like four hundred and forty pounds. So okay, yeah. I mean, I could see where that would be when you're at that high of a level program right 140 pounds an on the nose yeah. yeah like how do you what do you do mm. where do you pull that weight from out of the nose at that point you'd have yeah. to add it to the back and then your car gets heavier and <laughs> you know so yeah there is a downfall there but dude somebody out there please make an aluminum block for the godzilla right <laughs> you know s-o-s hell yeah okay uh well you got any other insight on that build that you want to share um. No, you know, sometimes it's better left uh, unsaid. Let some secrets hang. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, keep Love some. that. Yeah. Keep yeah. you on your toes. Absolutely. <laughs> well, give me a a quick rundown on what the plans Scott has for the CTS build. Dude, so the wagon's gonna be cool. <laughs> it, it's just gonna be cool. Like big wagon guys around here. Big wagon guys love wagons. Um. It's going to be cool. We're talking like 427 LSA, like G-Force, you know, as much fiberglass stuff as we can put on it. Like, you know, Lexan windows, uh, yeah. four seats in it, fully caged. Um, <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Like, it, I think, I think it's going to be probably at least... 550 600 wheel horsepower like four-door wagon that yeah. you and your buddies all can get in and go shred <laughs> it's gonna be so cool <laughs> like i'm dude i'm so excited for it i want to yeah. see it you know a lot of okay so a lot of the um controversy around it that people have been mentioning mentioning is the weight issue so the i know they're heavy as fuck from the factory. What do they do? You know what they actually weigh from the factory? I don't remember the exact number that it weighs from factory. I want around forty five ish, wasn't it? It's it's like four thousand pounds, I think. Okay, and I know it's. It was a little over four. I thought it might be like forty one. You guys know forty two. Of course, it down. that's like that's curb weight. You know, yeah. that's like ready to take off and go drive in. Um. I know that's like an issue that people have been like bringing up. They're like, "Oh, you know, it's gonna be fat. It's gonna be fat, and whatever." I'm telling you right now. I I think Scott weighed. He was meticulous. He weighed like every single piece of the interior. And when I say interior, I mean like seats, carpet, iron harness, plastic, plastic trim, plastic trim, <laughs> shift knobs, like all this. If I remember right, the seats and carpet and plastic trim and everything was like 500 pounds. Dude, it was insane. Like the wire. I picked up one of the seats myself, and I was very shocked at how heavy it was. Yeah, like it's. And then it has like the full sunroof and everything, so yeah. the glass is super heavy on top. That huge sunroof. Yeah, you know, um, I, I don't know if we can get it under three thousand pounds, but. But by God, we're gonna try. This get fucking close. <laughs> we're gonna, Somehow, we're gonna try. Like for, like, mm. but like, dude, okay. Yeah. So th <laughs> think about that. For anyone questioning whether that's gonna be 
too heavy, a 3,000 pound drift car is very average. Yes. So like a 350Z is going to weigh about 3,000 pounds, a little bit over, I think, is what it technically is. So mm-hmm. with 600 fucking horsepower, yeah, <laughs> five, like, 600 horsepower, that's a insane seat time car. Yeah, because for like... For example, like Scott's uh, New Edge, mm. right? Dude, that thing, um, without the nitrous bottle in it, uh, in a full tank of gas, I want to say it weighs, I think like 28.75. So, I mean, by the time you put the nitrous bottle in it, you're 2,900 pounds. Yeah. And yeah. that's a that's a comp-ready car. I mean, that's as close to prospect build as you can get on a on a New Edge, I'd say. Um, so. In, I mean, if we can get the wagon down anywhere in the low three thousand pound range, like that's Fucking an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, you know, for a car that big, but drop damn near a thousand pounds. Yeah, like crazy, I, dude. I can't wait. Like it's it's just gonna be sick. I and and I want to. You know what? Um, I want to be the first one to to Dorian in it. I really <laughs> like like the moment he gets it out, I'll give him a lab. Yeah, to you know whatever, but. It's yeah. mine. Like, I'm coming after it. And yes, Scott, I'm going to leave the first mark on your car. <laughs> uh, so is there going to be like a full livery and stuff on it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So is, is it going to be kind of the same vibe as the Mustang or are we, we going like crazy with it? I don't want to say too much. No. Okay. I just I want yeah. to see how much I can get out. Yeah. Are we yeah. keeping the same color combination? Like that type of vibe? Because I feel like Scott's always going to stick with the pink and green. I will tell you the pink and green, 99% chance it's going to stay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. You know, because that's that's that. that's kind of his thing, you know, yeah. pink and green. Yeah. Is he going to run a different set of wheels on it? Different style? I don't think those wheels he has on the Mustang will look quite N- Well, they won't, they won't fit either. Oh, they don't? No. No, no. Because uh, the... Uh, so on the CTS, he's actually got a change to, I think, the CTS V hubs. So he gets okay. like a more standard five lug, but the, the Chevrolet five lug's different oh, from the Ford. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so annoying. Yeah. I mean, it sucks because we have those wheels and tires, yeah. but they'll fit my car. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, give me hand me downs. Give yeah. them, give them. Absolutely. Let me borrow these. <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome. Okay, so if someone new was like, was watching this and they decided, fuck it, I'm gonna go get a Mustang right now, runs and drives. Yep. Like, what is the first things they should do to that car before their first track day? First things first, if you buy a Mustang, and I'm under the impression that they're gonna be buying a cheaper Mustang, which is either gonna be like SN95 or uh, S197, mm-hmm. right? First things first, go out, change all the oils in this thing. And when you do, weld the diff while you're there, right? Go ahead, knock that out. Cooling system as well. Once you do that, remove the rack limiters, go out, have fun, beat on it for a little bit, you know, get a feel for it. After, I would say, after your first track date, you're going to be ready for more angle because um, Mustangs do not have angle from factory. I mean, it's yeah. it's terrible. I mean, it's as bad as, like, the C5 vet, like, uh, maybe 25 I would degrees. say at least link the track with stock angle. 
I'm, dude, mean, I'm just very as simple as your setup can be. Obviously, like I would yeah. say, lower it if you want to throw a handbrake in it. Whatever, try not sure. to use it at first. But yeah, um, yeah, as simple as possible to try and link the track, and then because I I always say this, you you want to max out your skill mm-hmm. with the the car that you have, and okay. then add to the car, max out the skill again, add to the car. So the opposite of what I did. Yeah, that's dude. <laughs> yeah. That's I like. I just personally believe that's the best way to learn how I, to properly. I don't drift. disagree with that. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Like, to be fair, for the average person, that's probably exactly what they should do. Yeah, you know, drive, drive to the car's limit, and then once you have mastered its limit, mm-hmm. upgrade the car. Yeah, you know, I now, I, can I will agree say with if that. a Corvette something like that, the dog shit angle, dude. Like, don't even try it. Like that's. Extremely hard to drift on, like with that little of angle. SN ninety five is probably as bad as the C five stock angle. Like it, it, dude. It's, it's got a little it, bit more. Like dude. it's closer to a Z. Zs mm. actually have fairly bad angle. Well, I mean, maybe I don't know the exact degrees. Scott could tell you that. I don't know, but I just know yeah. it's bad. It's not great. <laughs> um, that's n- n- nothing that anyone would ever brag about a Mustang on is having good factory angle. Um, and and to be fair. Like, I, I give the the Fox and SNs a hard way to go, mm-hmm. um, because Ford made something in 1979 that they basically didn't change until 2004. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like so. I mean, it's limited. It's got its its capabilities are only so much. Yeah, which, of course, in turn, like, sure, get used to it on the stock angle, but don't be scared to. To put some angle in it because you luckily like with our kit you can always limit the angle you can set the stops everything you know <laughs> yeah sure literally um that's but yeah that's a good thing yeah yeah except for the like the little small kits a lot of the companies make the little small angle kits yeah there's not much adjustment there no, but no you know <laughs> <laughs> no not at all um uh, yeah so uh i guess let's let's kind of close it out or do you have anything you want to add no, I don't think no. so. I don't, right. I don't think so. Well, cool. uh, well, the only thing I will add, I'm going to bring up the sim thing. All right. All right. All right. So, uh, anyone that's looking in to get, like, getting into drifting, mm-hmm. dude, buy a sim. <laughs> buy a sim. I know. I know. No, I would say that too. Yeah. yeah like, if you have the money to do that, buy a sim. Because if you're, if you're limited on money and you, like, your sole purpose is you want to drive. Put the money towards a fucking car and go drive. Don't. I mean, like, I don't. I've never understood that part where you spend. You're telling someone that doesn't have that much money to go spend two thousand, three thousand dollars on a sim rig when I mean, they could have just that could have bought their car to, I, to get them started in drifting. I think I have in my sim rig. I think I have three hundred bucks in it. The fuck, <laughs> Logitech wheel, dude. And then the cheapest oh eBay God, handbrake. So I, Dude, I physically can't do it. Oh, I'm sorry. The <laughs> wheel the wheel is garbage. Straight up. It's garbage. Like Scott makes fun of me all the time for it. Everybody. Dude. I can't I, stand I literally just won't. I will never buy a Logitech. Dude, I'll be on like Discord cheap. and we'll all be talking while we're simming. And somebody like random will be like, do I hear a Logitech wheel? <laughs> I'm like, yes, you do. Got me. <laughs> They're like, how, how are you driving this car? With a Logitech wheel, I'm like, dude, I just, I just throw it. I don't know. Just try. I don't know. I, I just do it. But yeah, I like 
for somebody starting out, like if you want to learn how to drift uh, and assuming you already have a car and you don't want to go out and crash the car immediately, dude, yeah. buy a in cheap sim, set it yes, up, 100%. and at least get down some fundamentals of what you need to be doing yeah. before you go and throw it at a wall. <laughs> you know, start in a parking lot. Would you line. say that's your best piece of advice for anyone getting into drifting? Because that's the last question. Yes, I believe that would be that would be my piece of advice for anyone getting into it. Like, buy a sim, learn some fundamentals there, and then start in a parking lot. An open parking lot. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Well, if you want, go ahead and plug yourself. Plug anyone you want to shout out, anything like that. Absolutely. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, MG Stunts. Um, you can follow my business pages, Scotty D Race Development. Cox Stump Parts, and uh, yeah, just have fun. Let's all have fun. Yeah. <laughs> if you're drifting, you're having fun. You're winning. So, all right. Well, that's uh, pretty much it for this one. I really appreciate it if you are still here in the podcast. Uh, if none of this stuff would be obviously here if it wasn't for you guys. <laughs> so, I really appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to be spotlight of the outro, Make a reel of your car and tag me on Instagram. Uh, and the one with the most likes will be highlighted in every outro. But other than that, that's it. So see you every Sunday for a new podcast. Staying way up, up, up to the ceiling. Trust no bitch, can't catch no feelings. I've been taking long flights from the bay to Ibiza. Hit home runs, I'm a ball like Jeter. I just want fuck, 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 then I leave her. I'm a young pop star, call the boy Justin Bieber. Got a little money if you want, I can teach her. Whole life a movie, you can watch it in theater. Staying way up, up, up to the ceiling. Trust no bitch, can't catch no feelings. I've been taking long flights from the bay to Ibiza. Hit home runs, I'm a ball like J